Hi, I'm Chris McBrien. And I'm Derek Myers. Here at Pop Goes Your World, we've received a lot of great feedback on how much people enjoy the trivia segments that we do at the end of every episode. So we've decided to go back and put together compilations of the Fun with Yancey and Fun with Caveman segments we've done over the years as a set of bonus episodes. We hope you enjoy the fun. Episode 87, Unbreakable Movie Review. Fun with Caveman. Uh, I'm, I think I need to have a beverage, if you don't mind, <laughs> in, order, in order to do this segment with you. I, I've oh. been sneaking mine all the way. Okay, now, well, that's previous, the best thing. In a previous podcast, I think one of the very first times I guessed it on this pod. Uh, now, I, when I have a beverage, I like to have it in a glass with lots of ice. You, can't drink, you is, can't drink that when you're recording. What are you doing? When you drink that when you're recording, you hear the ice clinking yes, around in the glass, and you gave me that feedback. You're like, hey – if you want to have a drink when you're doing this, that's fine. But you got to cut out the ice cubes. So, yep. <laughs> yeah. so, so or have a beer like me and just open it on the air. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good. I, I made sure that my beverage was nice and cold and I didn't need ice cubes. So, uh, nice. well, it, if you're opening yours, I'm taking the last sip of mine. Still amaretto and Coke? Is that the the, the, the beverage of choice? Um, not tonight. I moved on to something a little different, Very a little nice. more seasonal. But, uh, yeah. Very Anyone good. who's going to get me a secret Santa, do Serrano. My beverage of choice. Nice. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a couple questions related to this film. Okay. Okay. Fire away. You know, just in general. Now, we uh, one person that we did not talk about in this movie was Robin Wright. And I thought she was fantastic in this movie. She's pretty much good in everything. You know, I was just about to say, Chris, is there anything she's been in that you didn't like her performance? Uh, her marriage with Sean Penn. Yeah, you could call that a performance. I'll, I'll do that. Uh, but other <laughs> than that, she was obviously in this movie, you know, because she played Audrey Dunn, you know, Bruce Willis's character's wife. Um, but my question to you is, what in what movie did Robin Wright make her feature film debut in? I'm fairly certain that's the movie I was watching a mere two hours ago, The Princess Bride. Yes, it is. Congratulations. It was The Princess Bride. A nice, easy one to start you off. Um, we're going to flip one things over and talk about Samuel L. Jackson for a second here, because he made one of his first screen appearances as a man holding up people as an armed robber in an Eddie Murphy film. Can you name the movie? Yeah. Um, Coming to America. That's correct. Yes, it was. In the McDonald's, or the McDowell's, I should McDowell's. say. McDowell's. They the have McDowell's. the Big Mac. We have the Big Mac. The Big Mac. They have 12 beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese on a sesame seed bun. Our buns have no seats. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned you're a huge comic book collector. How You said 6,000 comic books? You got? Yeah, that sounds about right. Unbelievable. Now, obviously, we don't. Some of these comic books out there, they can be worth a lot of money, right? Yeah. Can you name the most valuable comic book in the world? I would. I have to believe it's Action Comics number one, the first appearance of Superman. Very good. <laughs> Bonus marks if you know how much that uh, a copy sold for at auction in 2014. Uh, I want to say about 1.8 million. 3.2 million dollars. Ah, Unbelievable. Chris, ask me how many of those I have in my collection. Uh, how many? Exactly zero. How many Richie Rich billions number 74 do you have though? I got you there. Okay. I have the same amount of action comics as I have Richie Rich. <laughs> okay. Uh, so one thing we, we mentioned before about you said that, you know, this movie wasn't a huge hit. And if you actually take a look at the box office of that year, a couple movies that uh, finished ahead of it were things like, oh, um, Big Mama's House, The Nutty Professor to the Clumps, and What Lies Beneath. But What Lies Beneath? Do you remember that movie? I never saw it, but I do know of the movie. Oh, God, it was awful. It was terrible. I don't know how that movie made more money than, the, than anything else. Anyway, uh, so the movie was not a humongous success. You know, it was made for $75 million and it, it only made $95 million, so it made a little bit of money. But what I'd like you to do, this is a tough one. These, these questions get harder as we go. In order, 
I'd like you to, to name M. Night Shyamalan's top three grossing films. One, two, and three. Go. Uh, Got to be the Sixth Sense, number one. That's number one. That's correct. Are we talking just about the movies he directed or movies yes. he has a credit on? No, movies he directed. Okay, so Stuart Little is out because he didn't direct it. He just had screenwriting credit. Okay, so you want the next two. Um, hmm. Uh, was Unbreakable? No, uh, maybe Split. Let's no. Uh, let's go with Split. No, I'm sorry. The next one is Signs. And, oh yeah. And then The Village. Surprisingly, really? Enough. Yeah, The Village made lots of money. Even crappy movies make a lot of money. Speaking of crappy movies, Bruce Willis has never <laughs> been nominated for an Oscar, but he has, however, been nominated for several Razzies for the worst performance. Can you name any of the six films? For which he's been nominated six. for a Razzie. There's just you name wow. one of them. Just name one. Six six oh, movies oh. he's been nominated for a Razzie for worst performance. Uh, just name one. The whole nine yards. No, I'm sorry, that's not the correct. whole ten yards. No, no, not right. Hudson Hawk from '91. Remember that? Yeah. God, that Chris, was bad. Don't see tonight. What's it that? is on TV tonight. Oh, Hudson geez. Hawk. I saw it in the lineup. In 1994, he was nominated for both North and Color of Night. And in 1998, he was nominated for three films: The Siege. Mercury Rising, and of course, Armageddon. Oh, not Armageddon. He was great. Now, for your final question earlier, I mentioned rather controversially Adrian Brody's performance in The Village because he went full as a reference to Robert Downey Jr. seen in Tropic Thunder only. So, Caveman, in Tropic Thunder, what other actor did Robert Downey Jr. refer to as having gone full Sean Penn. Yes, he did. Bonus if you can name the movie that he was in. Uh, Sam, I am. Yeah, I close. I am Sam. Was, I am Sam. Very good. Remember, so close. <laughs> remember that he went home empty-handed. Remember? Yeah. God, his yep. performance was good. God, I'm not a huge, uh, um, I'm not a big Robert Downey Jr. fan overall, but man, in that movie, Tropic Thunder. <laughs> He was good. He was unbelievable. Really good. Man, oh man, was he good in that movie. Uh, anyway, so so that there it is. So congratulations. You got most of them. You know, you, you, you got most of them. You did a few, missed a few, but that's okay. I got to stump you from time to time. Episode 88. Yancey says goodbye. Fun with Yancey. So this is kind of like a last kind of kick in the can. We will have you back from time to time. But, you know, mm-hmm. every week I like to have you do this segment, Fun with Yancey. And it's something I look forward to. Every week. I really enjoy it. And we mentioned at the top of the show that, you know, we've spent a lot of time together. You know, we've been podcasting together since I think we started in January 2016, right? We were doing Dear Mr. Fantasy. Uh, we did the podcast. I In July of 2016, you know, I left that show. I started up Pop Goes Your World. You came over. We did this together. Been nominated for three podcast awards together, which is pretty amazing. One for DMF, like I said before. Two here. Um, and Derek, feel free to jump into this conversation at any time. We're going to have some fun with the Yancey here. But one of the objectives that I would say that I've had on this podcast was basically, Yancey, to get you to know and hopefully respect in some way some of the pop culture from Generation X. So now with your kind of departure, you know, what I'd like to do is I'd like to kind of see how much of this has kind of stuck with you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put you through your paces tonight, young man, and I'm going to quiz you on some of the stuff that we have covered 
in this podcast over the last two and a half years. I want to see basically how much that you have learned and how much you've retained about Generation X through your tenure here on the show. Good luck, Yancey. I can say right now, this is going to go predictably bad. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. And just, just for this, I got, hold on, I got, I got to open a beer. I got to have a beer. Say, I need to take a big swig of mine too. Let's have a drink because this is going to be a lot of fun. Okay, so Yancey, I'm going to quiz you on basically all the, these are all things that we have mentioned on the podcast. So this, none of this is new. This is nothing like that. You're like, whoa, we never talked about this. We, this is all things we've talked about on the podcast over the last two okay. and a half years. I'm trying to make you remember this stuff. Let's see how so well. no trick questions, right? No, no, no trick, trick questions. questions. None at all. Okay. Okay. Saturday Night Live. Okay. You know, now Yancey, it might suck now, but it used to be like the greatest thing on TV. Yes, mm-hmm. SNL, actually, it started out as, it was called NBC's Saturday Night. It started like back in October of 1975. And it basically gave people a reason to stay home on Saturday night, you know? And Aside one of the, from cops. Uh, well, of course, the, best, <laughs> the Yancey household, but that was more in the 90s, right? But back in the 70s, this show was everything. And one of the biggest appeals of the show was this incredible ensemble cast that they put together. And they were called the Not Ready for Primetime Players. Yancey, can you name... Any one of the original seven cast members of Saturday Night Live. Dan Aykroyd. Very good. Okay. Chase. Yes. Um. Oh, what's the woman? The real popular woman. Mm, she has a weird name. She has like a um, let me, let like me a know Slavic if name. A friend there, buddy. Okay, man, you got this. I know. You, I, I, as soon as you say your name, it's gonna. There's a cancer support group named Gilda after Radner. Her. Gilda Radner. Yep. That was the name. Yep. Jane Curtin, Lorraine Newman were also on the show. And you didn't mention my favorite one of all time, John Belushi, but good for you. And Garrett Morris also was on the show. Um, I would not have, I was, it was kind of funny. I thought you might've went with Bill Murray on that one, but he didn't join the show until the second season after Chase, Chase left. So, okay. Anyway, so you got it. Good for you. Okay. 16 Candles, the movie 16 Candles. Right. Made you watch it. All right. What was the name of the Oriental exchange student that came to live with the Bakers? Was it no? Um, he was played long. By... It's Duck Dong Long Duck. Uh, what is it? So close. Long <laughs> Long Dong Duck. <laughs> oh, so close. so close. Long Duck Dong. Yeah. 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 Okay. Long... I, I, either way, I was incredibly distasteful and awful. So yeah, there we go. <laughs> long Long Duck Dong is absolutely Getty Watanabe's character's name. Good for you. Took a little bit of getting, but you got it there. Okay. In the Goonies. I made you watch the Goonies. Okay. Can you name the criminal family that was chasing the kids through the cave in uh, search of One-Eyed Willie's treasure? What was their last name? It's very Italian. Very Italian. It's like the Ampanelli's or... That's Mama. No. Mama. I don't know, Caveman. What is it? <laughs> I think it's Fratelli. Yes, it's 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 the Fratellis, Fratelli. Mama Fratelli. We're close, Yancey. It, yeah, definitely has a very Italian sound to it. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's Italian sound. It's the Mussolini's. Okay, all right. Let's see how well you have been paying attention over the years, young man. We have reviewed on this show. You and I have reviewed episode seven, The Force Awakens. We've reviewed mm-hmm. episode eight, The Last Jedi, here on the show. But Yancey, what was the very first film in George Lucas's space fantasy epic? The first film? Yes. Just Star Wars? Yo! Right? 
I was gonna say if you if you come on if you say episode four a new hope I'm going through the microphone. Young man. <laughs> I was gonna say like you said no trick questions. Like, exactly. Why does this feel? Why do I feel like I'm dying inside? Like, no, because I was I thought maybe you might have said well it's episode four a new hope. No, it's not. It's Star Wars from 1977. As you know, I've been hammering that home since day one on this podcast that there is no such thing as episode four a new hope. That all that crap is stupid. It's Star Wars Empire Strikes Back Return of the Jedi. And as far as I'm concerned, they should have stopped making Star Wars movies. In 1983, we'll move on. Okay, uh, you, as you may know, and as anyone who's listened to this podcast probably knows, I've been known to uh, sing from time to time here on the show. Uh, not well, you know, but I've been I've sung a few bars of some of my favorite songs over the years around here, Yancey. So, can you name the 1983 song that features international recording superstars? MC Micah G <laughs> and DJ Sven. And so they, they sample an early Madonna song. So mm. can you name the song? I've been known to sing it from time to time. I was going to say, you sang it once. You've sang it multiple times. It's it's appeared on multiple top five lists. <laughs> um, I can't remember the name. And to be honest oh. with you, some some things are better left forgotten. Jeez. Caveman, you want to help out? What's the name of the song? It is the... Holiday rap. Yes, we're going to ring ring a dong for a holy day. Put your arms in the air. Let me hear you yeah, say. Let me hear you say. Exactly. Yeah, come on. This song gets so. It, I, I still stand by this. This song has gotten ten thousand times more play than it ever really should have. <laughs> it's so good, though. My God, it's so good. Okay, uh, Yancy, what's the name of the game? You know, I love game shows, right? I'm a big game show fan. Who so doesn't? I'm, I know game shows are the best. Can you name the game show that was huge in the seventies? It featured the host Gene Rayburn, and he. It also featured contestants that were trying to come up with answers to fill in the blank questions, with the object being to match answers given by celebrity panelists. What was the name of that show? Hollywood Squares. No, no, no. no. I'll give you a hint. There's a current iteration of the show that, for the millennial generation, for you guys, that's starring Alec Baldwin. Really? Um. I don't know. It's match game. Match game. Jeez. Mm. Oh, jeez. All right. In the 1987 classic film that I made you watch here on the show, Yancey, The Princess Bride. Okay? Billy Crystal almost stole the show from it with his over-the-top performance as the medicine man who brings Wesley back to life. Yancey, what was the name of Billy Crystal's <laughs> character in The Princess Bride? There's no chance I get this. I'm not even going to waste your time. Oh, I know. I know. Oh, come on. All right. Derek, what is it? Miracle Max. Yes, it's Miracle Max. Of course it is. Okay. The castle. Yes, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Oh, it's a lovely mutton. (laughs) Okay. Uh, After our first 34 episodes, Yancey, we decided to kind of change things up, right? And what we decided to do was we kind of went back and forth and made each other watch movies, right? From our Mm -hmm. respective generations, as we mentioned earlier. And back on episode 35... I nominated the very first of these movies from my generation for you to watch. So, Yancey, can you remember and name the very first movie that I made you watch for this podcast from Generation X? Holy cow. (laughs) I can't remember what I had for dinner. (laughs) It was from 1974. Um, Is it Airplane? No. Can you think back a little bit further? That was in 1980. It was a comedy. Um... No, unfortunately, it was Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles. Yeah, it was Blazing Saddles. I would have got there. I would have got there. Speaking of which, now you remember, though, you watched the movie. You enjoyed it, 
right? You remember it? It was funny. It was funny. It had a, a, an amazing final act that I was not expecting. What was the name of Gene Wilder's character in Blazing Saddles? Do you remember that? Was, I do not. He was the alcoholic that was locked up in jail. Remember before mm-hmm. that, he was like a famous gunslinger in the Wild West? What was his character's name? Uh, no idea. <laughs> it's, it's the Waco kid. Okay. All okay. right. In the 1978 comedy classic Animal House that I made you watch, can you name the fraternity that Bluto, Otter, Flounder, and D-Day belonged to? It was nicknamed the Animal House, but what was the official name of their fraternity, Yancey? It's like plastered on the front of the building. Mm-hmm. I think it's even on like the cover of the movie, isn't it? Yeah, it's got a symbol. It's a Greek symbol. Um, I I don't know. Okay, man, do you know what it is? I I don't. I think it's Delta House. Yes, it is the Delta House. Oh, all right. Well, that went out of my butt. Good for you. Okay, speaking of college comedies, we already mentioned this earlier. I made you watch 1984's Revenge of the Nerds. Right. And the nerds in the movie, they were shunned by every single college fraternity in the country except one. U.N. Jefferson, if you remember. Remember, he (laughs) sort of grudgingly accepted them into his national fraternity. Yancey, what was the name of the fraternity that the nerds joined? This is so hard. This no, you, you were a liar. Come on. This was not hard. You said that this was like simple stuff. It's easy. <laughs> uh, I know it had something to do with like they were like, wasn't it like the the Black Negro League? Or, or like... <laughs> it was not the Black Negro League. No. What was it? It was, it was Lambda, track. Lambda, Lambda. Yeah. Remember the Tri-Lambs? You don't remember that. Oh, my God. Wasn't it like a... everybody? Yeah, except for Lando, Lambda, Lambda. Here's a group that'll see us. Was it Lambda, Lambda, Lambda? Yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, they can become probationary tri-lambs. Okay. Uh, I've mentioned this many times on the podcast about my three favorite movies of all time. I've also mentioned, Yancey, that these three movies are kind of interchangeable. So no movie is really number one, number two, or number three. They're just my top three movies of all time. Can you remember, Yancey, can you name my top three movies of all time? Top three movies. Yep. I'm going to say Return of the Jedi. 1975, 77, and 81, if that helps you at all. My top three favorite movies of all time. I've mentioned them so many times that these are my top three favorite movies, and not really in any particular order. Blues Brothers? Yeah. Okay. Well, you've obviously not been paying attention because it's... <laughs> <laughs> Can I guess? Can I guess? Go for it. Cave, what do you think? Star Wars, 1977. Yep. Raiders of the Lost Ark, 1981. Yep. And I wanted to Strike. say Jaws, but you said it was 1975, 1975, and I think Jaws was a lot later than that. No, it wasn't. It was Jaws. It was Jaws, Star Wars, and Raiders of the Lost Ark are my three favorite movies of all time. Okay, we're going to go all the way back. This is the last one, Yancey, and then I'll put you out of your misery. All the way back to episode one, The Generation Gap, the first time we ever turned on the microphone and did a show together. We each mentioned a song that defined our generation. Yancey, you mentioned Radiohead's Everything in Its Right Place as the song that defined the millennial generation. Yes. But what song did I mention that I felt best defined Generation X? Oh. I'll give you a hint. It was from a movie that probably was the most defining oh, um, film of Generation yes. X as well. Uh, oh, this is going to kill me. This is going to kill me. Not talking heads. Um, <laughs> was it the holiday rap? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to hurt so bad, Chris. It's like right on the tip of my tongue give me a second let me think through this uh, it's it's from 16 candles isn't it 
No, it's not from 16 Chris, Candles. Chris, say something. No, it's not from 16 Candles. It's from The Breakfast Club. It's Don't You Forget About Me by Simple Minds. Mm. Mm. I, I would have gotten there. That's, yeah, that's I, really that's really. I, I, yeah, well, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> so, But you didn't get there. <laughs> so, you know, I spent two and a half years trying to drill all this stuff into your head, and none of it stuck. But I bet you if the tables were turned and you asked me stuff about that stupid interstellar, I probably wouldn't remember any of that stuff either. So I guess after two and a half years of trying, I guess we could just both go back to the drawing board at this point. Episode 89, 2018 in memoriam fun with caveman okay i just want to just in in there was you know in trying to be fully transparent here with the show um not not to you know tell tales out of school or anything caveman but i just want to let everyone know that um about a week ago or so you sent me a text and you were like oh man what a bummer jack klugman died and then oh, yeah. I look at this and I'm just, I'm typing back to you and I was just going to type back and go, yeah, in 2012. And then you're like, oh, sorry, wait a minute. I just noticed that he died a couple of years ago. And I was like, you know, it's, so it's just so funny that you, you sent me that. And it made me think, and it may, not to be morose or anything like that, but I sure. thought to have some fun with you here, I thought, you know, it kind of struck me like, hey, you know how people are kind of sometimes kind of fooled by people that they're like these celebrity deaths, right? Like, oh, so-and-so died. Well, you know, yeah, like ages ago or whatever so i thought what sure. i do is i'll play a little game with you it's very easy 50 50 you can do this it's so simple i'm going to mention a celebrity and all you got to do is tell me if he's alive or dead okay okay that's it it's sounds easy easy <laughs> is, is the celebrity alive or dead so you mentioned jack klugman right and i mentioned he's the dead odd couple. he's dead i know that one he's now. dead we I know looked that. it up yeah he's okay. dead and we mentioned the the odd couple what about his co-star tony randall is tony randall alive or dead Ooh. Uh, dead. Yes, he died in 2004. That's correct. Um, all right. Uh, and I, I mentioned icons of television. Dick Van Dyke. Is Dick Van Dyke alive or dead? No, he's alive because I believe he's in the new Mary Poppins movie. He is alive. You are correct. That's right. Okay. So we mentioned a lot of other 70s and 80s TV shows. One of my favorites of all times uh, had Don Knotts in it. Is Don Knotts alive or dead? Uh, no, I gotta think he's dead. Yeah, he died in 2006. That's right. Okay, uh, speaking of 70s TV shows, I love the love boat. So what about Gavin McLeod? Is Gavin McLeod alive or dead? Captain Stubing. I don't know who that is. I'm gonna say he's alive. Yes, he is alive. He's 88 okay. years old. Okay, I mentioned Superman. I made my son watch Superman. Gene Hackman was in that. Is he alive or dead? Ooh. Uh, I think Gene Hackman's still alive. Yes, he is. He's 88 okay. years old. I mentioned uh, Gavin McLeod uh, being in The Love Boat, but he was also in another show, The Mary Tyler Moore Show with Ed Asner. Is Ed Asner alive or dead? Um, oh, I, I seem to remember him making a TV appearance in something I watched a couple of years ago. I think he's still alive. He is. I actually just saw him in a play last summer. Wow. He did, he's, he's out doing a one-man tour, a tour of a one-man play. A man nice. and his prostate. It was great. I had front row seats to it. It was great. Um, okay, we're talking about uh, the 70s. Uh, we're talking about Happy Days earlier. What about Marion Ross? Marion Ross, alive or dead? She played the mom, right? Yes. Uh, I gotta think she's probably dead. Nope, she is still alive. Oh. She's 90 years old, believe it or not. Wow, um, good for okay. her. Yeah, here's a, here's an oldie. Omar Sharif. Omar Sharif. Is no, Omar Sharif? I, gotta, I gotta think Omar Sharif's dead. Yeah, he died in 2015. Uh, okay, well, I, I mentioned a lot of 70s TV shows, but the 80s had some good TV shows too, like the Golden Girls, Rue McClanahan. 
Is Rue McClanahan alive or dead? No, Rue McClanahan is dead. That is correct. She died in 2010. Sidney Poitier. Sidney Poitier alive or dead? I think he's still alive. He is. He's 91 and they still call him Mr. Tibbs. Yes. Uh, oh, we, I mentioned a couple, couple weeks ago we did uh, a review of 16 Candles. Paul Dooley, one of my favorite actors, Canadian. Is Paul Dooley alive or dead? He played the dad. Mm, you know, I haven't seen him in a while, so I'm going to say he's dead. No, he is still kicking 90 years old, man. Very good. Wow. Um, okay, what about Max von Sydow? Max von Sydow from Flash Ooh. Gordon. Uh, oh. Well, again, he's another one. We haven't seen him in a while, but I don't necessarily know if he's dead. I'm going to say he's not dead. He is still alive. He's 89 years old. Okay, very good. Gregory Peck. Remember Gregory Peck? No, That's he's got to be dead. Yes, he is. He died. Uh, another TV uh, staple back in the in the eighties was Larry Hagman. Remember him from Dallas? Oh, yeah, JR. Jerry Ewing. Yeah, is he alive and, or dead? And from, and from I Dream of Jeannie. Yes, he was alive or dead. Recently, he passed recently. Well, uh, not even that recently. I think he passed a while ago. Yeah, he did. Okay, we mentioned uh, earlier one of my favorite movies is Stroker Ace, right? What about Jim Neighbors? Jim Neighbors alive or dead? Hmm. I don't know. I'm gonna say dead. Yes, he is. He died. Unfortunately, um, we we want to go way back. Let's go to black and white TV. Let's go back to the Adams family. Okay, John Aston, John Aston alive or dead? I think he's still alive. He is. He's eighty-eight years old. And the last one that I'll is be an easy one. Robert Duvall is Robert Duvall alive or dead? Yeah, I think he's still alive. Yeah, you did very good. Very good. Nice. You really I only missed a couple. You only missed a couple. I not, guess not on quite a few of those, let yeah. me tell you. Oh, well, you know, it was a 50-50, you know, so yeah. it was easy enough. So, yeah. Episode 90, what TV show should I binge watch next? Fun with Caveman. Okay, guys, so here's what we're going to do. Justin, since you're a fantasy baseball guy. Mm-hmm. And Derek, since you're like a Vegas guy, you like betting and odds and that kind of thing. I'm going to, you guys understand the concept of, of over under, right? So we're going to do a game with that. First of all, I should mention when it comes to seasons of a TV series, there's a, there's a, there's a phenomenon that's happened in the, in the millennial generation that just irks me. And this is this idea. I think it's ever since Survivor came out and started doing like two episodes, like two runs of episodes a year and they call them seasons. You know, mm-hmm. so then it's like Survivor's been on for like 35 seasons. No, it's been on for 15 years. You know what I mean? Like it's like so that that's always irked me. Um, but I, we're, I'm talking about TV seasons here. And what I want to do is I'm going to give you the over under. I'm going to set the over under at 5.5. All right. Because then we know because it can't be an even number. You know, it's got to be over or under. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back and forth with you guys. I'm going to give you a, a TV series. And I want you to tell me if the over under on the number of seasons that it ran is over or under 5.5. Pretty simple, right? You got it? Yep. Okay. So, uh, just, Justin, I'll start with you. Lost, over or under 5.5? Oh, God. Um, I have seen Lost, and it has seven seasons. I'm going to go over. Okay. You are right. It's over. It's six seasons. Okay. Six so, seasons. Caveman. The Love Boat, over or under 5.5 seasons? I, I really hope it was under. Uh, no, it's 10 years. It was over. Wow! Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, Justin, here's an easy one for you. It's right in your wheelhouse, too. The Sopranos. Did The Sopranos run over or under 5.5 seasons? Over. 
You're correct. It ran for six. All right. Uh, Caveman, WKRP in Cincinnati, over or under 5.5 seasons? I want to say it ran five seasons, so I'm going to say under. It is under. It only ran four, though. Okay. Okay. All right, uh, Justin, I know you're a little bit younger, but still, I want to give you an old one to see how well you know Happy Days. Did Happy Days run over or under 5.5? Ooh, this is a tough one because I have never seen – I've seen episodes of Happy Days, but I've never watched, like, full seasons of it. Uh, I'm going to say that it was under. Uh, No, it was 11 seasons. It was over. Uh, Sticking with the 80s, K-Bit, I'll give you an easy one. Night Court. Over or under 5.5 seasons for Night Court? Way, way over. I think it ran like 10 seasons. It ran nine seasons. You're correct. I All love right. Night Court, by the way. Going with yep. the 80s. You like the 80s, right, Justin? You're into that? I'm not into it, but I watched it on syndication when I was a kid. All right. Well, if you liked syndication shows when you were a kid, then tell me. Over or under 5.5 seasons for Saved by the Bell? Oh, it's over 5.5. No, it was only four seasons. Only four seasons long. All right, K-Man, we're going back to the 70s. I want you to tell me Charlie's Angels. Did it run over or under 5.5 seasons? Oh, uh, I'm going to say under. Yes, it was five seasons, just under. All right, uh, Justin, the, the 80s. We're a great time for TV shows, and none was better maybe than Knight Rider. Did Knight Rider go over or under 5.5 seasons? Oh, my God. I've never seen an episode of Knight Rider. Uh, I've only seen it as a joke on other things. Um, I'm going to say it went over. No, it was only four seasons. Uh. It was under. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, uh, Caveman, here's one for you from the 80s. Perfect Strangers with Palky. Over or under 5.5? Oh. Uh, I, I would be shocked to learn that that's over. So I'm going to say under. Uh, it was over when eight seasons from 86 wow. to 93. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right, Justin, sticking with the 80s into the 90s. Who's the boss? Who's the boss? Over or under 5.5? Oh, ooh, um, I'm going to say it went over. It did. It lasted for eight seasons. So very good. All right. Uh, let's stick with the 80s for a little bit. Uh, caveman, Alf. Alf over or under 5.5? Uh, I don't know. Under. Yes, it was. It only ran for four seasons. All right, uh, Justin, the Wonder Years, over or under 5.5 seasons? I have to believe a show as popular as the Wonder Years went more than over. I'm going to go over. Yeah, it did just barely by six. All right, let's go uh, K-Ban with the A-Team. Over or under Ooh. 5.5? No, I got to say that's under. Yeah, it was. It was only five seasons. All right, Justin, uh, we're going to go way back. Let's see if you can remember this one from the 70s into the 80s. Three's Company. Three's Company over or under 5.5? I'd like to point out the fact that I was born in 1984. So, uh, But I'm going to say that it was over. Yes, it was. It ran eight seasons. It ran from 1976 until the year you were born in 1984. Caveman Designing Women over or under 5.5 seasons? over yes it ran for seven seasons all right justin um this one is uh, it's going back a little bit far for you but how about the dukes of hazard the dukes of hazard over or under 5.5 i'm gonna say under i know it ran for seven seasons from 79 to 85 um all right i got a tough one for you caveman because these ones i want to try and trick you remington steel over or under um uh i i would 
think that probably went under five. It did. Uh, just, just barely. It was it was five seasons. All yeah. right, uh, this was a bit of a tough one, uh, but uh, probably way before your time, Justin. It was, but uh, the Muppet Show. You've heard of the Muppet Show? Did it run I over or under five point five seasons? I'm gonna go over, but I have no idea. No, it was only five seasons. It ran from seventy six mm. to eighty one. Believe it or not. And finally, Caveman, I'm gonna make a tough one for you. Atlas, kiss my grits. Alice, run over or under five point five seasons. I would. Uh, I'm gonna say under. No, it ran nine seasons from nine. 76 to 85, if you can believe it. So a lot of fun. Some of those uh, shows lasted a lot longer than we thought. Some a little bit shorter than we thought, but uh, overall it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Pop Goes Your World. You can contact Chris and Derek at popgoesyourworld.com. Please take a minute and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you download and listen to the show. 